This is episode 243 of the Beyond the Food Show. And today it's another segment of her story. And today we welcome Sarah and she's going to share with us her 30-year yo-yo dieting journey to finally become a fat spin instructor. Stay tuned. Welcome to the Going to Beyond the Food Show. I'm Stephanie Dozier, clinical nutritionist and emotional eating expert, creator of the Going to Beyond the Food method and founder of the Going to Beyond the Food Academy. Corporate executive turned health expert with my own journey with weight, body image, and food. It's now my mission to help smart, successful women like you live confidently right now and unconditionally. Ready, sister? Let's do this. Hey, sisters, hope you're doing well. And we are back with another segment of She Share Her Story, your feedback on the last one with Anne, where she shared with you how she overcame 40 years of chronic dieting has been amazing. If you haven't listened yet, and you need some inspiration, go check her out. And today, I welcome another one of our students, uh, this one from the Intuitive Eating Project. Her name is Sarah Cogliati. And I'm probably not pronouncing her name right. And I'm sorry, Sarah, I tried. <laughs> uh, but this episode is twofold, just like with Anne. Um, we are seeing Sarah sharing her story in a public platform. And that is uh, a great way for us when we are going through this journey of putting a bow like a, a gift wrap at the end of our journey to be able to share that with other women. And Sarah does it every day when she teaches spin locally in her gym. I can't wait for you guys to, to hear her story. But it's also to inspire you, the listener, to take the first step, in this case, to heal your relationship to your body and how powerful this can be. Because it's a choice, right? As as it might sound to you like something impossible to do. It's just a choice. And Sarah's going to share in her interview that serendipitous moment that happened for her where life pushed her in the right direction. And I want to encourage you to listen to those moments in your life where you are pushed into one direction that feels so uncomfortable. You're like, oh my God, I, I don't want to do this. I'm scared. Yet, that feeling of scared, of anxiety, is what's going to deliver your healing, your dream. In her case, deliver her, Sarah, becoming a spin instructor in her now body. Not the ideal body that she was chasing for 30 years, but in the moment today in her body now. So Sarah is now a coach. That's what she does, right? She helps other women through movement, in this case, spinning, embracing their body. And not only that, she's helping people in smaller body view larger body differently. This is such an impactful part of her journey where she's now able to help raise awareness to fat phobia and how anybody in any bodies is able to do anything. Uh, so I can't wait for you to meet Sarah. So in this episode, we will 
we'll go back to the beginning uh, where Sarah started her journey with dieting at eight years old. Yes, eight years old when her and her mom went to a pediatrician visit and that impacted their next 30 years of her life and how being praised for weight loss in her teens just added fuel to the fire. And then we'll go into that moment at the gym that made her dream come true and what her mindset coach taught her about pushing her own limits. And she's going to teach you how you can start pushing through your own limiting beliefs. And we're also going to talk about joyful movement. Ready? Let's do this. So welcome to the show, Sarah. Thank you so much. I'm very excited to introduce you to our community because I think you're a beacon of light and you're going to have a very inspiring story. But as we do all the time, I want to get started with the beginning of your journey with food and body. Can you take us back when when you started to struggle with food and body image? How did that came yeah. to be? Yeah, absolutely. So I would say that I've um, struggled for most of my life. I think my, my story is actually very similar to yours. Um, but I would say my first uh, diet. I was put on it at the age of about seven or eight, I would say. And uh, I remember some key moments from that time. I remember, you know, the pediatrician at that time telling me um, not to eat anything that started with a C. So you are not allowed to eat chips, cookies, candy, cake, Coke. So, you know, these are the types of things that I, I remembered from my childhood. And I remember too being um, you know, at that age, and I don't even think I ate that kind of stuff, but it, it certainly created a bit of a attention uh, with with that kind of food and thinking it was wrong. Isn't it pretty incredible, like, that you have memory from that time? Yeah, yeah. The, and for people to understand, like, this is what we call trauma, right? So yeah. When we hold back to memory from like seven or eight years old, it's yeah. because that, at that time, it was pretty traumatic. Yeah, it was it was tough. And, you know, my sister um, did not struggle with her weight. So, um, you know, my well intentioned parents sort of, you know, wanted to follow the doctor's orders. So I was put on a diet, I, I, I ate slightly differently than my sister did, which, you know, that's tough as a kid, I, I don't think any <laughs> kid who's that young, you know, should uh, be thinking about that kind of thing. Um, so that was, you know, where it all started. And I remember a few years later, I guess I would have been maybe, uh, I don't know, 11 or 12. And, you know, I was sent to um, a dietitian through the, you know, the children's hospital. And um, I remember being praised because I had lost a few pounds. But really what had happened, I, I, I got braces at the time and I couldn't eat. I was in so much pain <laughs> that I couldn't eat. And, and that was celebrated. <laughs> so you know, this is the kind of, like you said, trauma that that dates back quite a long time. So, you know, after that, it was it was the same kind of thing. It was a, a disordered relationship with food and, and, you know, always thinking that my body was wrong, being told it was wrong, that I had to change it. So um, certainly, um, you know, when I, when I took your uh, intuitive eating uh, course, mm -hmm. there was an exercise that you had us do. And it was basically a timeline of, you know, um, 
you know, all of the, the diets that you've done and, and, you know, like what, what was the, the resulting weight loss or gain after each time. And I had to go on to a second page. So I, I did the whole roadmap and then it was okay. Page two and, you know, um, and we're talking weight losses of more than 30 or 40 pounds each time. So, you know, yeah, at some point, um, you know, I'm a, a very hardworking, I'm, you know, uh, how come I'm so successful in, in, in all other areas of my life? What am I doing here that, you know, why, why is it me that, you know, has this struggle that, um, you know, do other people have this struggle? I wasn't sure, but definitely I knew that something needed to change because it had been 30 years of this. Um, now I, I will say though, I was always quite active. So even being in a larger body, Mm -hmm. um, I was always, you know, as a kid, I was, um, in swimming, I was actually, um, a competitive fencer, uh, right up. Yeah. So, you know, kind of an, a little bit of an unknown sport, but again, I, I, I was a, a competitive fencer even at the national level and being in a bigger body. So, um, you know, that was kind of cool. I, I definitely used my, my mind and my, my smarts to, to be quite successful at it. So I w might not have been as, you know, physically, um, strong or fit as some of the other people, but I certainly did quite all right. Um, so if I can ask a question, yeah, when did it shift from being a, my parents or my doctor forced me to be on a diet to I, Sarah, I'm going to go on a diet and I'm going to try to control my weight. When did that, that power changed? Um, I would probably say, um, when I was a, a teenager, so maybe around 16 or 15 okay. or 16, I remember, you know, um, going away for the summer and, you know, wanting to come back and, and, you know, being skinny. <laughs> so mm -hmm. I remember one summer I, uh, I lost quite a bit of weight, maybe 30 pounds or something in two months. It was pretty fast. And, um, you know, now that I look back on it, it was, it was pretty much just a starvation diet. I wasn't eating nearly enough. And, um, of course I gained it back, uh, within a short time. It's amazing because we talked about this in the previous podcast, how we get to choose to be on a diet, right? Because when we ask women, like, do you want to be on a diet? Nobody will say yes. Mm -hmm. We just think we have to, right? And it's because of that, like we get socialized to be on a diet. That's what happened with your doctor. You got socialized, like you have to, you have to. And at some point it becomes yours. You internalize it. Yeah. And then it just becomes part of, part of your identity. I'm sure that anybody who knows me well knows that I've always struggled. I'm always doing something, you know, um, and, you know, of course you're, you're, um, you're recognized and rewarded and, mm -hmm. and praised when, when, you know, you're looking slim, slimmer. And, and then of course, um, when you're not feeling that way, then if, then you're taking on the, the shame and, you know, and the embarrassment of, oh my goodness, I gained some of it back. And, you know, what are people going to think and, and that type of thing. That's pretty potent. So when did you have that moment? So you've dieted your whole life, right? From yeah. seven or eight years old. So from the moment you have a conscious mind, you started dieting, like that's yeah. been you. What happened to make you say like, enough? 
Yeah, I think I think I was I was just fed up. I think I had done the the last big diet I did was a big one. I I had lost about 140 pounds, so this would have been, you know, in my mid 30s and of course, I couldn't maintain it because I was over exercising. I was, you know, weighing everything. I, you know, I was very diligent. Um, but I, I, I just knew I couldn't do this again. I just c- couldn't do it. I couldn't weigh another chicken breast. <laughs> um, so <laughs> I just couldn't. I wasn't willing to do it anymore. And, and then this is when I started to, um, to learn a little bit more about diet culture and, um, start to to dip my toes in it, and I think my my mentality about exercise started to shift a little bit too. So um, I was going to the gym often, and um, I was making it more about enjoyment and feeling good as opposed to weight loss. So um, you know, this is at this point that I, I tried out a spin class, and I really liked it. I liked the um, the the only way to describe it is the feeling of satisfaction of first of all, just getting through it. It's really hard. So if you haven't tried spinning before, um, some people would consider it pretty awful, (laughs) but I think if you give it a chance, you can really, really start to feel quite powerful. And, um, so I, I really took the liking to it and I started to, to do that a bit more, but at the same time, I, I, I would look around and I didn't see anybody else that looked like me who was, who was teaching, like not even close. So, um, there was always a bit of, you know, a, a gap for me where I thought, you know, it, it would be nice to see people that are a bit more relatable or approachable, um, and who aren't teaching to show you how good they are and how, you know, easy this all seems, but one that's more honest with, with, you know, how difficult and, and challenging it is and who, who looks more like me, you know? So that was where, um, you know, I, I started my journey, um, you know, as a a fitness instructor and, and it kind of happened in a very serendipitous way. I had been going to a spin class quite regularly. And at that point, um, the instructor, um, you know, kind of took me under his wing a bit and said, you know what, Sarah, I think you'd be a really good instructor. And how about at the next class? Um, you come up here with me and then you do the warm up. So maybe three tracks. And I, I just kind of sunk at that point thinking, Oh my God, I don't know if I could do that. Like I'm freaking out (laughs) now. The good thing I will mention though, I did have an absolutely wonderful coach at the time. So I was working with someone who was helping me push through some of these limiting beliefs. I told her about it. I said, Yeah. So I said, you know, like, you know, this guy wants me to help him teach a class. I'm, you know, I'm nervous. She said, well, does it excite you and make you nervous at the same time? And I said, yes. She says, that's what you got to do then. So, so I went in, I went in that day, I was ready to teach, um, the three classes I was prepared. And then he called me and said, there's an emergency. I cannot, I can't teach. You have to teach the class. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) so like I said a serendipitous event that you know um I didn't have time to get nervous I pulled some tracks together and I I was just gonna be myself and you know um it was better than the class getting cancelled and so I got up there and I taught the class 
And it was totally exhilarating and exciting. And everybody was so nice. And um, it was just, it felt so right. It was just natural. Um, so that was really kind of an awakening for me. And of course, I, I came back to um, chat with my coach about it. And I was so excited. And she says, Okay, well, what's your next step? I, I said, I think I need to I think I need to become a spin instructor. Okay, great. Where do you sign up? <laughs> you know, so she, she was there to not even let me get my limiting beliefs um, to, to take over. Right. But, you know, and, th- and then, you know, the next step was, okay, so I become a spin instructor, but then who's going to hire me, you know? So then it, it's that kind of roadblock, like who is going to hire me? I don't look like any other spin instructor. Um, so we had come up with a little plan to say, okay, why don't, as I'm getting my, my certification, why don't I start teaching these classes? Just word of mouth. We'll just get people to show up. Um, they'll be free. It'll just be for me to, um, to practice my, my, Mm -hmm. my teaching. So, well, lo and behold, doesn't, you know, week over week, 15 people, 20 people start showing up. It was Like I couldn't believe it. It was so amazing. So at that point, my next best step was to, you know, reach out to the manager of this um, fitness facility and to propose, um, you know, my, my coach at that point says, the only thing you can do is just lead with who you are and be authentic. And there's no way they can say no. Basically proposed. I, I, I said exactly who I was. I talked about my struggle I talked about what I bring to the table and that I'm approachable and I, um, you know, I, I'm relatable and that I've already proven that I can attract a good crowd and I would be delighted to be put on the schedule. And she, she came back to me and said, okay, (laughs) it was that easy. (laughs) So, um, well, that was three years ago and, you know, I've, I've continued to teach and, you know, my classes um, are quite well attended. So I teach um, twice a week. And, um, you know, in, in some cases, I'm teaching five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten 10 times a week if I'm um, substituting for other people. But um, I just have the most wonderful group of people who, who, you know, love coming to my class because they can be themselves and, and because I'm real. And when something's hard, I say it and, um, you know, my music's good and my energy's good and, um, it's just propelled me to do more and more. So after that, I, I really wanted to have a bigger impact on people. Mm -hmm. And so I went and became, um, a certified coach. I wanted to work with women to kind of help them, um, you know, take these chances to, to tame the limiting beliefs, to accept themselves and just to, um, live a life with more joy and and fulfillment oh that's a beautiful story so for people to know like i don't work one-on-one with sarah she's part of one of my uh self-study program that's how i met her so i didn't even know your story i know you were uh, a spin instructor in a large body but that's all i knew this is a beautiful like the universe really wanted you to do this it really did it really (laughs) did and and i you know i can i was um taking classes at another studio too And at one point they had an emergency and they said, Hey, we know you're a spin instructor. Can you come in and teach three classes this weekend? We, you know, we have an emergency. So, you know, I I was quite confident at that point in my ability, but you know, you're going to a different studio. What if the people don't respond well? Like what if they, 
you know, what if they, I don't resonate with these people. And, um, so I taught the three classes, it went really well. And, um, the owner of the, the studio contacted me right away and says, Oh, Sarah, we've received a review on our website about your teaching. And I, my heart just sunk at that point. I, I thought, Oh, yeah, of course our, our monkey brains go crazy and say, Oh my God, what are they going to say? Well, it was lovely. It was something, it was actually this woman's first time, um, attending the studio. She said, I had such a wonderful, something like I had such a wonderful class. Um, you know, Sarah was so, uh, welcoming, energetic and relatable and, you know, it was a, it was a real surprise or something like that. So I really thought, okay, good. My, this is exactly who I want to be. And I want people to feel comfortable and, um, hopefully show other people that diversity in every kind of sense is, is so important. Um, you know, all kinds of diversity, um, need to be represented. So yeah, it was very special. My hat's off to you to do that, because though I'm not in the fitness world anymore, when I started my nutrition practice, I used to be in that. That can be a very tough environment. It is. And, and you know, we were talking earlier about things that you remember yeah. um, as, a, as a child. And, and I remember um, at the time I was maybe, I don't know, 10 or 12, I was being babysat after school by the, the woman across the street. And she was such a beautiful, kind, fit woman. And she was an aerobics instructor. And I remember her saying at the time, she was telling me this, and I was 10 or 12, and I remember this. She was saying how she, the, the, the gym that she taught aerobics at um, had told her that she needs to lose weight. Mm. <laughs> and I think back to that time, and, you know, I mean, the woman must have been, you know, like a size six or something like just a beautiful and, and who cares what size she was, but that's the kind of mentality that, you know, maybe it's changed over time, but I'm not so sure. And I wish that this story wasn't so miraculous, like, Oh, wow. A fitness instructor in a larger body. It doesn't sound that interesting, but really it is quite rare because <laughs> I've certainly never seen it. <laughs> and it is unfortunately, but it is the the reality. Yeah. It's just a fact of life. Let me go back to that, uh, that coach that you had, right? Because yes, one of the thing, and, and you were part of my self-study program, the intuitive eating project, which does not include mindset work because it's self-study, right? But yep. if you had to look back on your story, how important was that mindset work for you to accept yourself and then become a spin instructor? Yeah, I think at that point, um, it was almost like a fake it until you make it. Sometimes that's the way you got to go. I mean, I didn't, I didn't know um, as much because I'm going back five years, so I didn't know as much about um, diet culture that I that I do now. And I lo- I learned a lot of that through you, actually. Um, so, you know, does does this next step, whatever it is, does it excite me, and does it does it scare me a little bit. Okay. That's got to be the right step because if you're not excited, um, it's not the right step, but you should be a bit scared because that's what gets you out of your comfort level. And I think if you don't, I mean, we have so much joy to, to have in life. And I think that, you know, people who have been a victim to diet culture Mm -hmm. are told that they're not deserving of, of whatever it is until they look a certain way. And I think that gets so deeply ingrained that, you know, it's like, well, what, who am I to go and become a spin instructor? Like, 
everybody's going to laugh at me. And, and those, again, those are not facts. Those are your own perceptions like based that. on, you know, your beliefs and, and what you've kind of absorbed over the years and stuff. So it's really, I think what my coach did is really help me with kind of my, my internal um, or my inner critic and, and um, really evaluating is something, is that true or is that your perception and, and looking at things from that lens. So we have all these limiting beliefs, but most of them aren't facts. They're just your beliefs. They're not true. So if you could push that aside, you could really um, take a lot of chances and, and bring a lot of joy and fulfillment into your life now, not in 20 pounds, like exactly just right now, just do it. Yeah. And that's how we construct confidence, right? People think, and I'll get your input on that, but most women will think I'm not confident and I'll be confident. So I can do the rest of my life when I'm smaller. Totally agree. And, and having been, you know, as, as I look through that yellow brick road of all the diets I've done, <laughs> Stephanie, I've, I've been every size. So I'll just tell you, I've been, you know, I've been a size four up to like a 22 back and forth a few times. So um, I can guarantee you that at the times when I was at the lower end, I wasn't any happier if anything, I was more um, critical of myself and, 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 and obsessing and trying to, you know, become even smaller. And it was just insane. So I think it's really about um, finding those moments of joy, finding those things that make you feel good and just doing it as often as possible, because that's where this um, whole fitness um, instruction thing worked for me. And it, it brought me down so many other paths. I've become a meditation teacher. Oh. Um, yeah. So I, I, I offer, uh, meditations in the corporate world. I've, you know, I've, I've coached women, I've coached men. Um, it's just been such a privilege to, um, kind of use my own story, my own struggles and, and to really show people that, um, you can, find fulfillment and happiness right now. You don't have to wait. You don't have to earn it. You don't have to deserve it. You deserve it now. Yeah. And confidence is built by doing things that are not comfortable to fake it. Totally. Until you make it. Absolutely. Okay. So you came to me to learn the intuitive eating piece, because I know you're familiar with health at every size. You spoke about yes. that. Yes. Yeah. So intuitive eating for you came towards the end of your journey. Yeah. It's, and, and I'm not going to say that I have conquered it yet. Obviously this is, <laughs> this is a journey. journey, but, but, um, you know, certainly I, I, I catch myself, um, wanting to restrict. Um, so mm -hmm. I, and I know that's a natural, um, instinct when you're, when you're starting to trust your, yourself a lot more, like, like you always say, you know, we've been taught not to trust our hunger cues and to just push through and, um, you know, or, or if you're not feeling good, okay, I'll just, I'll just lose five pounds. And it's, you know, it's just a never ending, um, battle. So I would say, um, it's still an ongoing journey. Definitely. It came later. Um, and I'm so grateful it did. I think I, t and also taking the body acceptance, um, project. program. Yeah. Project with you is, was wonderful as well. And, it kind of, you know, I had already become a spin instructor at that point, but it really made me feel proud because, you know, you had gone over a lot of the, the history and, um, you know, how diet culture became what it is. And, and, um, you know, I, I wouldn't normally consider myself a feminist for being a fitness instructor in a large body, but 
I feel like that now. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's, it made me feel very proud and, um, it made me want to, you know, influence more people and, and try to help more people really pursue their, their passions, um, regardless of what body size they're in. That's what I find uh, very uh, interesting and really enjoying listening to your stories because the vast majority of the people that I work with have the opposite story. They'll change their relationship to food and then they'll work on their relationship to exercise. Mm-hmm. And you did the reverse. I think that's why you're so powerful with your story is that you are able to help people with what they now struggle the most, which is their relationship to exercise. So mm-hmm. if you had any tips for us on how somebody, someone who's quit dieting and starting to learn intuitive eating, but has been through the ringer with exercise, like they've used exercise just to lose weight in the past. And now they want to start moving with joy, right? Mm-hmm. What would you say to that woman? I would say, um, to really focus on, on exercise, exercises that feel good. So even if that's not strenuous, even if it's starting with, uh, like a 20 minute walk, or if it's starting with a yoga class, um, even that can seem overwhelming to some people though. So I know, uh, myself at one point I was very nervous to try a class. A lot of the times you don't even know what you like until you try it. So, um, you know, it's, a lot of people are worried about what people would think of me if I tried this class and I wasn't good at it. I'll tell you, nobody is thinking about anybody but themselves in those classes. <laughs> so take the pressure off. <laughs> Honestly, everybody, everybody is in the same boat. So, you know, everybody is concerned about themselves and, and what they look like. So take that pressure off. They're not looking at you. Um, and just to do it for joy and satisfaction. So, you know, when I teach my classes, I actually never mention calories. I never make it about earning food or so that you can pig out. I really focus on this, the, the feeling of satisfaction that you get. So, um, you know, the more that you can challenge yourself, the more satisfied this is going to feel when it's done. So I really focus on um, like feeling your body and feeling what it's like to be alive and feeling the fresh air and and getting stronger and, and being less out of breath than you were last time. So I think just start small, um, do what, what you like. Don't do stuff that you don't enjoy. Do things that bring you joy. And it doesn't need to feel like, um, a workout in a, in a gym. It can be a bike ride. It can be, you know, walking your dog. And then over time you can try new things and see what you like. That's great. One more question around that, because that's very common topic. Mm-hmm. my body, like I'm in a large body, my body mm-hmm. is limiting me. Like I can't bend the way that I want. I can't like sit. I can't like, how do we move our body yet feel different in our bigger body than we did before and how to get over these thoughts? Do you have any tips for that? I think that just comes back to, um, you know, having some self-compassion and having some some love for yourself so you know it's yeah it's hard sometimes I can't do things in classes either and you know um, I'm not afraid to uh, to speak up and ask for an alternative you know Um, in terms of just moving your body I think you just start small and and you you adjust over time but you have to keep at it 
um, the worst thing to do is to give up. Um, you need to keep at it and small gains are hard to notice. So maybe at one point you couldn't reach a certain, you know, um, length or, or you couldn't, um, do a certain activity, but if you keep at it and if you think back a month or two months, remember what, what you were able to do then. And, and you might surprise yourself. Um, these, these gains don't happen overnight and, um, you know, it's worth, it's worth sticking with it because things do get better if you, if you're just consistent with it. I can see your coaching coming through now, (laughs) (laughs) but that's what it is folks, right? Like human mind is not first driven to see the positive. The mind will always want to see the negative. So you can think, well, I cannot bend over like everyone else in the yoga class, so I'm not going to do it. Or you could say, well, I can bend an inch further than I was a month ago. Absolutely. And your mind is there to protect you. So it's, it's there to, to make sure that you don't, um, you know, in, in older times (laughs) that you're safe, physically safe, but, um, your mind is set up to, to protect you from disappointment, from hurt. So. Um, like listen to your body. Don't worry so much about what your mind uh, is doing. Your mind has it has has its own agenda. But I think follow the the feeling in your body and really focus on on what you feel like after the activity because that's really what what keeps you going back. It's like you know what that felt so good. I felt alive and and that's what you need to remember. Don't yes, of course during a class it's so challenging and especially frustrating when you can't do what everybody else can, but you can still be proud of the things that uh, you were able to do and just focus on that. That's amazing. So if I, I have two more questions and then we're going to end this, keep, try to keep it short for people to consume because I think it's going to be a big piece of inspiration. After learning intuitive eating, like adding that to an already recovery, call it a recovery period, right? Yep. Um, adding that piece about intuitive eating, how has that changed your recovery or how has that changed your relationship to food and even your body? I think what it's given me is it's almost like a permission and, and a forgiveness. And um, yeah, it's almost like it brought more compassion because I always kind of blamed myself for, you know, not being Mm -hmm. successful at, at figuring out, you know, the weight loss thing. But I think, yeah, I think it just, it, it provided me with, yeah, with permission to experiment, to, um, trust myself. So yeah, no, I didn't end up eating the whole fridge when I allowed myself to eat. You know, So, but you need to, you need to try it first. So I think it, it, uh, it built, helped me build trust with myself and don't get me wrong. I'm still on the journey. Um, you know, and, and it's, and I think it is a lifelong journey for a lot of people because I mean, what it's been 30 years of this. So I can't imagine in, in one year that it'll be completely healed, but I definitely feel more at peace. Um, I don't spend the time and energy that I used to spend on thinking about food. I barely think about it. Um, so I've just, I feel very free and like I've been given more time to, to focus on stuff that really matters. And trust builds confidence. Absolutely. The, The more you can trust yourself, the more confident you will be to do other things in your life. 
for sure. And, and these were just small steps that I took, yes. but think of, you know, I, I don't mind, you know, st- stepping in front of a class of 30 people I've never met and teaching that doesn't even really bother me. And, and, you know, um, and, you know, you all, all often have, you know, sometimes you'll get like a, a group of like CrossFit guys that yeah. show up. <laughs> you're thinking, team, oh, right? Yeah, yes, I have. I've done a private class for a hockey team. And I'm thinking, they're just going to look at me. <laughs> I kind of laugh because they're going to say, who is this woman? <laughs> Are you kidding me? But that is more of a challenge. And, and really, I have a lot of fun with it. And usually the feedback I get afterwards is, is something like, that was so fun. You know, I had a great time. They're all sweaty. It's great. So I think if you lead with, with authenticity, they, they'll know your, your intention. And I mean, what are they going to criticize? You're just being yourself. Um, you're, you're letting your passion shine through. They're, they're not going to criticize that. Well, I just, as you were saying your story, I just want you to sit with a moment with this. But every time you do this, every time you teach a class in front of people, you are impacting our entire society. Can you, can you like understand the depth of what you're doing? Like when you teach a class of athletes like this and, and you kick their butt, because that's what spinning is about, right? Getting your butt. <laughs> yep. Yeah. <laughs> I used to spin. <laughs> Like yeah. You're showing them that women in large body, like there's no limitation. Health, fitness can be in any body size. Like this is profound work. It, it, and I, I think I probably didn't come to this realization even until I took your course, the, the body acceptance yeah. course. So because I, I thought, yeah, I've been a spin instructor for a while, but I didn't think of the the true impact and the true potential um, of being in this position could have that I can show people that being fit and happy and healthy does not just look like one thing. Yes. Yeah. That is like, you're doing the work for all of us. I am certainly trying, (laughs) (laughs) but uh, like you're like, just by being you, like, you're not like say, I'm going to change the world and I'm going to walk. No, you're just being Sarah. Yeah. And it feels every step that I've taken just felt natural and it just felt like the right next step. You know, this is, I would, I mean, my next real big dream would be to have my own facility. Um, but yes, I, I, I want to have a bigger impact. I want to impact more people. Um, I want to help as many people as possible, even if it's just that they see me teaching and they, they, they change their mindset just a little bit. I think that that means I, I've accomplished what I'm out to accomplish. Can we dream together like a body diverse fitness facility? <laughs> yes. <laughs> like who would sign up? Like sign me, right? They all, you know what? They all say that though, but yes. they don't show it. So they all, all their, their mission statements and uh, the ones I've seen anyway, yeah. all say it, but they don't no. um, put their money where their mouth is. They don't hire anybody that looks different. Um, so I'm really hoping that, um, this can change and that I can inspire, you know, more people to, to, you know, either just try classes or whatever, whatever dream you have, don't wait until you're at a certain size to do it. Just do it. Yeah. And if you like changing the world of fitness by opening a body diverse studio, even small at the beginning and really walking the talk. Yes. That would be phenomenal. Yes. Yeah. Whatever I can do to help you, I'll be here. <laughs> that would be happen. great. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, 
after after the the covid <laughs> yeah 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 right now, i was no thinking good. you know what that wasn't the right time but you know what i'm going to let the universe you know i think if this is what my path is meant to be that the right people will come into my life the right steps will happen and um and it's going it, to whatever's of, meant to be is going to be instead of weight loss challenge intuitive eating challenge Yeah, yeah, right. we can part we can partner up. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so, we're going to close this, but I want to I want to give you the opportunity to put out uh words of wisdom or messages to women listening right now. Okay. Um okay, so what I would say is what is the story that you're telling about yourself? So, really think about what that story is. So if I look at myself, you know, I'm somebody who struggled with my weight for my whole life. Well, I don't want that to be my identity. That is so boring. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, you can tell your own story and, and, you know, okay. So that switches to, you know, I'm a person who, who is leading the way on, on bringing fitness to everybody, regardless of their age, fitness level, size, experience, et cetera. Um, so retell your story because that really has a big impact on your mindset. And I think, um, you're, you're deserving of, of happiness and fulfillment right now. Don't wait, take that chance, follow the nudges, do what, what brings you joy. And then the rest is going to follow. If you accept yourself, others will mirror that they're going to accept you too. So you have to do the work. You have to find self-acceptance and then everybody else is going to follow. It's going to be fine. So that would be my advice. Beautiful. Thank you very much, Sarah, for having shared your journey. Do you, um, like, do you, do you coach? Like, do you do? I do. Okay. I do one-on-one uh, -on -one coaching. I, awesome. I usually only take on Uh, a couple clients at a time, but I think um, I've provided you my uh, website information. You can put it in the show notes. So Perfect. if anybody has any questions, they can certainly reach out. Um, but it's been an absolute pleasure. I'll put all her information, her website in the show notes, because I think um, perhaps there's people listening who want to do what you're doing and they're really connecting to your story. Being a coach is all about your story. So yeah. I hope this will be the vehicle for the people who are meant to meet with you will do so. So all the information will be in the show notes. Thank you very much, Sarah. Thank you, Stephanie. So she is a bomb of energy, isn't she? I love this girl. Um, thank you very much, Sarah, for sharing your journey with us. And if you think that you are ready to do your work, Just be aware that the Intuitive Eating Project will be opening maybe for the last time this year on June 15th. I have some project that I'm working on right now that I cannot talk about yet, but uh, this could mean the Intuitive Eating Project not opening for the rest of the year. Stay tuned on this. But if you are interested of going through the same program as Sarah, you can join us. If you want to know if intuitive eating is right for you, we just released a brand new quiz. You can go to the show notes or at stephaniedozy.com slash test and take that uh, four-part evaluation of your relationship to food. For the first time ever, I'm releasing the same evaluation I use with my client. When people start working with me, we go through a bunch of evaluation. That's one of them. That's the one I use to evaluate my client's relationship to food in four 
basic area. So you can download it for yourself, do the quiz, the assessment is super easy, and then you can know where to start focusing to balance your relationship to food. And please share with me your results uh, on social media or by email. We'd love to hear from you. We have another great episode coming up next week. um, And I answer the question. So Stephanie, I stopped dieting. Now what? Can't wait to lead you through this episode. I love you, sister. And I look forward to hang out with you again in that next episode. 